Well, North Melbourne is coming off back-to-back wooden spoons in six months of almost unprecedented change on and off the field at Arden Street. Alistair Clarkson's in the thick of his first pre-season in charge of the Ruse, surrounded, of course, by a new coaching staff and administrative staff, and one of his loyal lieutenants joins us on the line in Todd Viney. G'day, Todd. Really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, good morning, Sam. No worries, mate. I hope things are well with you. Another day of change yesterday, just on the subject yesterday, which I'm sure you had a clear line of sight on from a long way out. But Jack Zebel uh, stepping down as uh, as captain. I think, just speaking earlier, Todd, he'd been a good captain under difficult circumstances in recent times, but now begins the search for, uh, for his replacement. Yeah, look, he's, he's been a great a great servant of the club um, under difficult circumstances, as you said, uh, a little bit of a little bit of uh, success under Brad when Brad was here, uh, Brad Scott. But you know, I think he's had four coaches over his mm. six-year uh, tenure as captain. So that certainly has its challenges. We talk about leadership sometimes being um, you know easy when you're winning and things are going really well. But the true test of good leadership is uh, when things aren't going so well. So you know, we've, we've been really bored by the um, by the players' attitude and um, added, uh, you know. Thrill for the you know training and the contest, which is a credit to Zeebs and the leadership groups for keeping everyone up after a tough uh, couple of years for sure. Just on the captaincy, I mean, we're, we're there'll obviously be a process you run in there, of course, um, in the fullness of time. We we're just debating around the candidates. I mean, are you looking potentially to go for a younger player, or is someone like Todd Goldstein in the mix, even if he is in the very twilight of his career? Yeah, well, you know, we've, we are we have got some um, some candidates there, both uh, in that oldest category. But we'll probably, I think, be looking for someone that can you know go through this next change, this next change of uh, uh, of the club. Um, someone to stand the test of time. We're pretty young. We've got a group of players, you know, eighteen to twenty, twenty three, twenty four. That we've got some real talent, and then we've got a little bit of a bit of a gap in that really important age group, you know, 24 to 28, 29. And then we've got some really solid servants, uh, really champion players and Ben Cunnington and Todd Goldstein that are a little bit older, but getting towards closer to the end than the start. So I think we'd probably go someone uh, that's got a bit of journey in their in their legs. Todd, do you see the excitement in those youngsters at at North with a, with a guy like Clarko coming in you, yourself, the changes you've made, Brett Ratton being added to the, the coaching list? Do you sense that the, the the players have that real feel of opportunity now that the tutelage is right and they've got a you know the platforms there? There's extra excitement within them. Yeah, no, so I think that's a really good point. You know, there's certainly been a great uh, excitement amongst the group. You know, when you've got a get a guy like Clarko that's coming, that's uh, you know been been able to win four premierships and be you know one of those outstanding coaches. That certainly gives them a real Pep in their step, you know, they've been like sponges. You know, we're trying to introduce a new game plan and they're seeing, you know, how he goes about things, you know, firsthand now and they're starting to really grasp how he wants the club to be um, on field and off field. And, you know, the game plan in particular, I've been lucky enough to be with a few coaches over my journey and his ability to teach the game plan and get players to understand the real value and, and, and the importance of just playing their role. Uh, not trying to do anything outside of that is first class. So no, they they're getting a really good grasp of the of the game plan and the expectations, and you know there's genuine excitement, which you'd, you'd hope would be the stage uh, before a game is played. Is it important role for you guys as well from a coaching point of view that 
you you create that stability within the footy club. I think that sometimes there's nothing worse than in a sporting organisation. All the promises come in and then you know, suddenly it, it all falls apart within 12 or 18 months. It, it's important time for North Melbourne now, that stability that you know those same set of eyes are looking back at the playing group all the time. Oh, no, absolutely. I think if you look at all the great clubs over the journey in all world sport, you know, there's a real continuity of uh, leadership um, over a long period of time. And so hopefully, you know, Melbourne at this point, you know, we've got a really uh, really strong board, really united board. Um, you know, we've brought in a four-time premiership coach that has got a five-year contract. And we understand that sometimes the contracts don't last the journey. But, you know, we uh, I think from that point of view, the the leadership will stay intact for a period of time. You know, Clark, Clarko is the uh, the coach, myself as footy manager. Brady Rawlings is the list manager. Has been here for a number of years now. Um, so those key people that uh, need to stay that time to execute a plan, both from a list management point of view, but also game plans, etc., um, and build that culture will be will be together for a period of time, no doubt. Just on that, Todd, I mean, what's the biggest challenge as we sit here now in January 18? I mean, is it the game plan fundamentals and all the time that you're spending with the players in front of the whiteboard? Or is it more like when you're building a house from the ground up, just building the culture as part of this whole of club reset? I mean, what's the, the biggest challenge and, and first and foremost the priority? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, before we start talking about X's and O's, you know, we, we need to make sure the environment's right. You know, uh, the Kangaroos have got a really strong identity, which I think is a real real positive. Um, you know, there's a real grit about the place. The people are fantastic. They stick through tough times, which I really like. Uh, but, yeah, from a cultural point of view, we keep working on that. We keep working on our people, both staff and players. We just keep bringing in the right people um, that want to live our values and behaviours within the club. And then, then you probably start then talking about game plans, you know, list management philosophies, um, development of the of the talent that you get. And then, you know, the, the last one you're looking at is time, you know, and that's the question everyone wants to know, you know, how quick are you going to do it, mm. uh, et cetera. But that, that's the unknown. But, you know, we, we just don't make any shortcuts in any of those things we just mentioned before. Uh, we've got to make sure the decisions are all based around those key pillars um, and we if it takes time it takes time if it doesn't uh, well who knows things can turn quickly when you get all those things in place but we, we do know that it's a bloody tough competition everyone's trying to do it um, and it's easy to talk these these uh, you know culture and values and mm. all these things but you've actually got to put it in place but no we're, we're committed to doing it the right way and who knows how long it takes but we're hell-bent on uh, becoming a great club over a period of time, that challenges for silverware. That's the that's the big purpose. The challenges is such a uh, a part of, of modern sport, Todd, and and keeping the balance right. Also, we talk about the excitement of your playing group, but also your supporter group. You know, they're thinking, "Oh, beauty! You know, here we go." But you've you've got to keep that balanced as well from a a coaching perspective to say, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes, we've got this this coach coming in that's had all this success. We've had uh, we've got a team together with with a lot of experience, but it still takes time. So tempering that supporter group not to get too far ahead of themselves is important for the whole picture. No, 100%. Well, that's the thing that probably really impressed Clarko and, and myself to a lesser degree around. He, he had the op- op- opportunity to go to a, you know, look at a couple of clubs, but he, um, he was really happy with the where the Kangaroos saw themselves. Uh, there was a real clear understanding of the work that had to be done um, and that was going to take time. There's no quick fix. Uh, as I said, it's a, 
it's one of the toughest competitions in the world. So it is hard to um, to climb the ladder. It's not going to happen overnight. So I think the North Melbourne people, both from an administration board point of view, um, uh, our staff, the coaches understand, players understand that it's going to be really hard. Um, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think you know there's a lot of uh, examples of you know, really successful coaches coming from successful programs to clubs and and still not being able to turn things around. So it's got to be a whole club approach. It's not just going to be Clarko that can you know, come in and sprinkle the the fairy dust on the on the players and the groove. It needs to be a whole club um, scenario where we all work together and. Let's hope it you know, happens sooner rather than later, but we're in for the long haul uh, regardless. Speaking of North Melbourne football manager Todd Viney, Todd, just on the coaching front, Brett Ratton, two-time AFL coach, of course, at Carlton St Kilda, joins part-time. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, did he only join part-time because the stage of where you're at assembling things, that was all you could offer, or was that all that Brett wanted to embark upon out of the other side of the Saints? Yeah, no, a bit of both, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously we've got... Um, like every club, the soft cap was mm. cut back significantly um, when COVID hit. So there was a lot of room to move from our soft cap position. We could only you know, look at that part-time position. But also from Brett's point of view, you know, he's been obviously in footy, in footy for a period of time. He's had some challenges, uh, you, know, um, you know, with with the way it all finished. Um, and he, he's got some other passions that he wants to try and follow as well. He's a, he's a real... Uh, Plants man, nurseryman, um, landscaper. So he wants to uh, spend some time watering some plants that he's, uh, he's well, planted. Um, don't get Clarko so for any advice on watering plants. And <laughs> I saw that video. <laughs> Correct. He, uh, he's got he's one trick pony, Clarko. Uh, so he's good about teaching the. Clarko cluster, but not so good about that watering plant. <laughs> <laughs> watering the fake plant, that was a beauty. Um, obviously, it's ongoing, um, Todd, and it's going to be a difficult question for you to answer, but the investigation into the Hawthorne allegations, I mean, has Alistair been interviewed for that as yet, and how do you expect that to play out in the in the coming you know, weeks and months? Oh, you're right. I mean, I, I can't say anything. It, it's uh, The process is underway. Um, it's obviously been slower than what everyone initially thought. Mm. Uh, but it's got to be done properly. It's got to be done well. And, um, you know, Clarko's handling it really well. Uh, there's been no, from my point of view, in running the footy department, there's been no uh, examples of where he, he's struggling with the uh, with the, the loads of uh, doing the footy club staff and, uh, and undergoing this process. So I'm really happy with how he's attacking it. Uh, you, would, you wouldn't know, but obviously uh, there's a lot going on that he's having to deal with, but... We'll uh, support him through all the, the journey and uh, and let the course, let the investigation take its course. And a lot of North Melbourne supporters will want to know how Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw have have bedded in, I suppose, down there at Arden Street. How have they have those two highly rated kids gone in the early uh, weeks of their AFL career, Todd? Yeah, no, really well. Um, you know, we've started to introduce um, some game simulation to training, and you know, we sort of bring them in and we try and monitor their loads for the early parts of it, but. They've adapted to the loads really well. They're now integrated into some of these uh, game scenarios, and this is when you see their their talent um, come to the fore. They're they're looking good. Um, we couldn't couldn't be any happier. We just can't put too much expectation on them. Mm. Once again, we're not looking at these guys coming in and um, being the saviors and turning things around. But you know, quality individuals um, from from a personality and character point of view was really important to us when we went to the draft and. And then all of a sudden to see them come in with their work ethic and the way they then 
start introducing that into play has been really exciting. And young Cooper Harvey's done it really well. Um, you know, we've brought in a couple of guys in the in the uh, in the rookie part of the, the draft where we brought in Hamish Free from WA, but you know Dan Howe from Hawthorne and Liam Shields have been really positive, um, setting great examples because they've obviously been in successful programs before. A young kid called Blake Drury as a, as a rookie, he's really uh, training well. He's he's playing at a really high level already, so that looked like we might have uncovered one there, but. Um, she's on Wardlaw, uh, going really well. Braden George, another young talented kid, coming off a of Rico um, from last year, but we think he's a little you know, potential top ten talent in the draft that went just went by, and um, we'll be patient with him, and he won't play too much at all probably this year. Um, but next year, we're hoping he'll be an exciting prospect for us. Todd, uh, just as we uh, wrap things up, probably the most important question of this interview. Uh, and I, I need I need to have this clarified because it's um, it's been uh, a, a source of rumour and innuendo over a number of years. Was <laughs> Boris Becker good enough to take you to three sets? <laughs> Simon, I've been over and over with this with you over many years, and and nearly every other radio station in the, the country. <laughs> but the answer is the answer is no. I never played Boris. But I did stretch the truth for a number of years on it. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. Beautifully played, Todd. Hey, and by the way, as we let you go, well done. You're a grandfather again as well, we should mention that. So big congrats to to Charlotte and Jack, obviously, for uh, another baby girl, uh, Chloe. Yeah, another little girl, which is is fantastic. Not too many girls in the Viney family over the journey, (laughs) but... Uh, it's good to have a couple of girls and it's softening me up as a, as a grumpy old man really uh, nicely. <laughs> Beautiful, Doug. Congrats, mate. And, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Appreciate your time this morning. No worries, guys. Have a good day.